Hey guys, welcome back for another episode. We're going to kick it off with uh, Season 10, Common Rider Kuga, Episode 6. It aired March 5th, 2000. It was written by Naruhisa Arakawa, and it was directed by Takao Nagaishi. The episode's called Azure Dragon, or Savior. Savior, yeah, the Japanese. Yeah. Uh, so, before we started, uh, anything you've been getting into? Oh, like what have we been doing? Well, I, I finished reading, well, rereading... Um, MO, MXO, like I was saying, mm-hmm. I think uh, a couple weeks back. I don't remember if I said it on here or if we were just chatting. But um, yeah, I mean, it was really good. After rereading it, I remember how I wish that there was more to it, which mm-hmm. seems like every every single thing I've written or written, <laughs> every single thing that I've read from the guy who made it, it always ends like that. So I wonder if that's just how he likes to end his stories with the sort of uh, it'll continue on. And so you can add your own story to it. Yeah. Kind of vibe. Cause I know there are some writers that like having this sort of, uh, um, give, give a little bit of closure enough that you're, you can kind of draw a conclusion, but not so much that you couldn't just fan your, fake your way out of it. They like having a, a, uh, a climax, but the, the, what is it? The falling action. They leave that up to you to figure out. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. And so I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause a lot of the times I'm like, Usually it's the dynamic can a lot of continue. Times I think, a lot of times I think they do that so that they don't anger one group who has shipped certain people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I feel that too because it's like uh, the romance subplots in it are very open-ended. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that could entirely be relevant. But um, he also wrote Pretty Face, which was one of my favorite when I was growing up as far as uh, reading. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It was an anime. It was like a total trash anime. It's a harem anime about like a magic school. Oh. And it was all, there was a lot of eugenics ideas in it because magic was passed down generation to generation. Mm. And so the main guy, he had the most powerful magic in the world. Yeah. But they had a way to test for it and it was limited that he could only do seven magic spells and then he died. Mm-hmm. And most people had okay magic with millions of spells. Right. So, but his magic spell, his magic was like world changing. Yeah. But if he did it seven times, he'd, he'd die. And so there was all these families that wanted their daughters to marry him and have children. Yeah, with so him. that way they have that it, combined it, magic. Sort yeah. Of. And then he also had like, he also had childhood friend and uh-huh, person. Because it's, it's trash harem. So, so uh, I think he had six girls that wanted to marry him and stuff. Yeah, there's like and, the one girl as, that's. And as the story progressed, he used his spells every time he, at the end of every one of their storylines, he'd use a spell to fix their story. Uh-huh. And at the end, it was big, big thing. And he used his final magic spell to save them all. But it turned out the end was that he replicated himself five times also. Uh-huh. So there was six, there was there was one of him for each of the girls. Okay, so yeah, just, whatever. <laughs> So, so the cop end, out ending. The, the cop out ending is they all get him. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine it, if it has the same trash harem formula, there's like one girl that's way more ch- mature than her age suggests, another one's like a lolly, and then you have your typical. Uh, there was a there was a yeah, day. yeah. And like it was a whole it was a trash anime, but it was back <laughs> it was back before I knew what a trash anime was. Yeah. But um, the good old days. But yeah, the ending was a cop out ending. Was they all get one of him? <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Um, I. Because uh, I've been home a lot, I finished the entire Heisei of Common Rider. <laughs> Rewatched how many times now? Is that- no, well, I've seen some of the shows twice, and all, some of the shows I've only seen once. Okay, so now some three, some two, and then a, a couple many times, I imagine. Um, so uh, I finished. So I finished everything because I watched the movies and the after stories and the hyper battle videos. And so the only thing I haven't watched yet that would be from an Heisei writer is um, the aftertime movies. I think they're called aftertime movies um, of Zio because those haven't come out yet. Oh, they're so what usually happens in end of Showa eras, uh, not end of Showa, uh, Heisei phase two er- shows is they'll have the show mm-hmm. during the show. They'll have a crossover movie with the previous writer. That is a kind of uh, uh, post-show epilogue, epilogue, and it'll be something else that goes on with the current writer. So like a prologue. Combined. And then they'll come together, do something. All right. Not a prologue, but like it's an actual story in the story. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, Like the one, the first one we'll watch is the one with Double. It has a postscript of Decade, 
and it has um, some extra stuff with double, and it talks about uh, the chief. Okay. The, okay. the chief who died. And then they come together and they have and, a beat I imagine that won't come up until the middle of the series for double. No, uh, for double, it's actually like, I think it's episode 14. Okay. So, oh. yeah, we haven't seen it. That'll be. Yeah. Well, I, I found out where it was, and we'll watch it when it comes in between. Okay, cool. Um, and then there is a standalone writer movie. There's also a crossover a movie wars movie which has that and like Sentai or something yeah. like that. And okay. then there's a standalone movie that usually will have a preview of the next writer. Mm. The next writer will come in before they've even cast a guy to be the the actual writer since the suit that comes in shows the stuff off. Um and then after the show ends, they'll have that postscript in the next movie. But then they'll also have for the past couple of years they'll have um they're called V Cinemas, which are directed Blu-ray DVD movies. Okay. And they're usually about the secondary writers. Okay, yeah. So So in double the uh XL, who comes in later in later in the show, he's the secondary writer and he has his own uh movie that shows the end of the thing. The only I feel one like the most appropriate example would have been from uh Zero One. Yeah, like, uh, well, it hasn't come out yet. I, but right, but I'm just saying, like, if they were to make one, it would be for uh, Vulcan or for Val- uh, Valkyrie. Uh, well, who, maybe. It'll probably be Vulcan and Valkyrie together. Right. Um, Because with uh, X-Aid, they had three of them. Okay, so that's what they actually make one for each. But no, there was there was three of them, and each one of them started two writers because there was that many writers in that show. Wow. <laughs> but in X-Aid, they actually finished the story. Okay. Yeah. Because the story, like, went that long. Um. So, yeah, I don't have the V Cinemas. I haven't watched the V Cinemas yet for Zio's writers because they're not out yet, which I think it might only be the one for Gates because I don't think Waz had one. I don't know yet. But um, Okay, so you finished all of oh, hey, That's say. out. That's, hey, say that's out. You're so, right. So all that's available. That's all that's available all the way from Kuga Episode 1 to Over Quartzer, the movie from... Uh, uh, Zio. Okay, and oh, well, I saw. How many? Stuff. How long did that take you? <laughs> it's taken me years and years because I take breaks and stuff along the way. But, right, right. Uh, Zio. I watched the entirety of Zio in a week. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> and it, like when I watch it, I'm I'm on. It's like that's all I'll do because that's how I do things. But yeah, so I watched all of Zio in one week. And are those hour long episodes or 30 minutes? They're 30 minute episodes. Okay. So 50 of them. Yeah. It's still quite a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Along with movies in between there. Right. 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 Uh, But yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see when we get to ZO in 10 years, um, (laughs) uh, how different it is for, I mean, and we're seeing this now watching because I binged all these shows. So it's different watching them one episode at a time, analyzing them. I might have to, when we finish, um, zero one when it's quits airing just binge all of zero one see if it's got a different feel binging it yeah binging it versus watching it week by week yeah so that's what i've been doing i've been catching up uh i got to now i have to go back and finish my show and so i don't know i mean now that like we mentioned before i can stream uh at least the first one yeah i can stream it anywhere but i don't know i think i might go to uh, uh black because that's they're uh tick tick in. <laughs> uh black is black and R- black rx black rx is considered one of the worst shows ever um but i'll still watch it but black and black rx were the only common rider shows where the same guy was the writer in both of them okay um and they're the closest to uh like an in-between from showa to other because they're just by themselves okay uh, and a lot of people like black black rx Black RX was so bad that they quit the show for years. <laughs> <laughs> They're responsible for the gap. Yeah, for the gap. It all makes sense now. So, anyways, that was what we did recently. Recently, it's now Azure Dragon. So, what I remember, we left off with a cliffhanger. Yeah, with um, well, him. Kuga's mostly pretty much cliffhangers because it's, yeah, because you know they have to continue and then they wrap it up in two minutes or whatever, and the next thing you know, it's like none of that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so if I remember correctly, he was getting whooped by um, what were they called again? Grungi. Grungi. He was getting whooped by the grasshopper Grungi, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And he found out that he can switch to blue form and it has super jump. But lame punches. Horrible punches. So I'm assuming he's going to figure out kicks are the way to go with this one. Maybe not. 
that's my prediction for this episode. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing you figured out why it's called Azure Dragon. Because of the blue uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you figured out why the last one was called Distance because of the jumping he had to overcome the yes. distance. Yes. But remember, this grung, uh, the Grungi, we learned about the fact that the Grungi are almost playing a game. Yeah, a game with the, the yeah. killing of people because he'd gotten up to, like, it was what? He was already at 27 before they, yeah, I don't they cut the away number. yet again, but. Yeah, some ridiculous just, amount. And he also has the coolest way of killing people. He just jumps up and drops them yeah, from drops the them. Because I remember we worked it out how many he would have to kill in a minute or in an hour. Yeah, it was so long ago. It was yeah. like a kill every five minutes or something like that. Yeah, I mean, five or seven minutes. I think it was seven minutes. It was like a kill every seven minutes for like five hours straight. Like we won't know until we edit that episode because <laughs> it's been, like I said, we haven't hung out in like, um, you know, oh, over a, while. a month now. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so... And remember, we were also working on the other important thing was Sakurako. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this was supposed to be. Uh, it seems like they're trying to get her to join the team. Yeah, uh, so the they last need her to research this. He yeah, so the last couple of episodes was getting um, Ichijo on board. Yeah, Ichijo. And now it looks like it's getting Sakurako on board. Yeah, and then they'll be a cohesive unit, like an actual group that covers everything. Yeah, he needs the Samwise to his to his uh, Frodo. I would think uh, more along the lines he needs, he needs uh, a cue to his bond. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was never a cue in the book. No? There was a cue, like, unit. Mm. The unit that made us think. There was never, like, a cute guy. So that was just, like, kind of a movie convention? Yeah. No, the books were weird. He was very homophobic. Is he? Yeah. It's like, and... Uh, well, you can kind of tell. If the, 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 the whole character is toxic if you look at it. Yeah, right? and then there was a... He did take Scottish showers. Hell is a Scottish shower. A Scottish shower is where you take the shower where you soaps up and everything like that, and then you turn the water all the way to cold to rinse off. Oh, I've done that before. And good for closing up your pores. It's also good. A cold shower trains your body to be a- tra- trains your mind to be able to do something you hate, <laughs> which is what most of life is. Right. <laughs> Body's like no. You get into the ability to be able to do something that you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. Anyways, James Bond's weird. But anyway, so, uh, uh, yeah, so we're going to go watch As episode six. Dragon. Okay. What do you think? It was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely uh, a lot more interesting than the last couple episodes have been. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the episode that led up to this one, too. It was, it was a really good two-part. Yeah. You know I'm saying? And that, that coming off of the horrible dirt bike episode, I feel like it was yeah. definitely necessary. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, this, this show isn't as toyetic as the other ones, but there were still toys. Right, right. <laughs> they still needed to sell that motorcycle. Yeah, for sure. And this one's a lot about like selling an action figure. Yeah, I'd say. Um, so it starts off with a recap of the last, like, 30 seconds a minute of yeah, the previous I mean, it episode. Was, it was a very, ac- uh, you know, action-y ending, so it'd be kind of weird to just pick up without at least going over that small Well, bit. I mean, as we go through the show, it was, there was some action at the beginning, and then there was action at the end, and there was, like, nothing in the middle. Like, not, not nothing, but, like, no action in the right, middle. Right, it right. was all, uh, character development. Yes. Um, so yeah, so it starts off with a recap of the roof fight, same like yeah, minute or two thing. as the last episode up to him getting thrown off the roof uh, up to him getting thrown off the roof and then this fight continues instead of just cutting like what you were complaining about the yeah, last the episode. one seriously yeah. <laughs> um it continues on with the fight where the grasshopper jumps down after him and continues to whoop him oh yeah big time just whomps his ass and then uh ichijo and the cops show up yeah and um the whole time ichijo's trying to get a good shot but there's yeah, just no way which so they did point out that they thought is that number four because he's blue now yeah yeah so part of me thinks to myself why wouldn't they put that uh, that the white one and the red one are the same one the thing is is that the white one also had different head yeah i don't think it had the crescent did it it it, it had a smaller one okay it was like if you look it's like a multiple parts and it it had a it had like just the first part so it was the proto form whatever it's called uh growing form i think is what it's called um but this is also, I don't, it might come up later, I don't remember. But uh, the other cop noticed the fact that Ichijo was really trying to not shoot Kuba. Yeah, yeah. It didn't come up in this episode, but I saw that too. 
that um, he noticed that it was a, a concerted effort for him to not just shoot Kuga, even though they've been ordered to shoot on site. Yeah, because he's running. He was trying to run to a different spot to get clear shot of the dude, and then the the battle shifted again and ended up. Uh, so if he had just st- stood where he was the whole time, yeah. he probably would have got the shot. But you know, whatever. Just just let the shot come to you. Right. Um, and so he, Kuga just gets whooped until um, he grabs him and he's about ready to. It seems like. Do the coup de gras? Yeah, jump up and drop him down. And then... The wind shifts. The wind shifts and the smoke changes and because it goes to a big smoke pipe. Yeah, and what was weird, it seemed like the smoke was going towards them. It wasn't just like in the same direction, but like literally pulled down as if it was funneling towards both. Yeah, it was not a very good special effect. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, with the way that it... Uh, the way that it was shot, I thought that that was going to be the Azure Dragon's powers. He does something with energy or something which we find out is not the case late way later in the episode i'm not gonna spoil it yet but uh it was just a really weird special yeah, so, effect so the smoke changes direction and then uh grasshopper just drops kuga and then goes off yeah, jumps away. away um and then it goes to uh sakuraku walking into the uh the her she's in her office yeah she's having like a cup of tea she looks um I don't know, kind of glum, like she's not really having a good time. And yeah. then when the phone rings, she's just a- apprehensive to answer it. So I feel like that's worry yeah. or because she knows what Godai is doing this exact moment, I'm sure. And so she answers and it's Ichijo. And Ichijo just says, is there anything about a blue warrior in the translation? You got to feel for Sakurako. Nobody wants anything to do with her unless it's translating this stupid tablet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, she says, what? And... Ichijo kind of lays it out that um, Godai changed into a blue warrior and fought. And then Sakura's like, so he fought? And then Ichijo says, yeah, he's, he's, he's actually hurt pretty bad. When he's the pretty banged up, yeah. And she's obviously concerned. Yes. Uh, and then runs to the hospital. And uh, on her, like almost immediately as she's coming through the door, she sees Godai. Mm-hmm. And he's... Uh, He's looking pretty chipper, but it kind of, you know, it kind of feels like something's a little off. Well, there's always that weird feeling where there's nobody where there should be people. And it's a late night hospital, uh-huh. but there's nobody around. Not anybody. Um, yeah, I don't remember seeing anybody at the front desk or anything. No. So he comes in. I mean, they do that because they're filming. Right. But it always feels odd. Uh, guy posted, I saw a video on like on Twitter and a guy posted he was in a street in Tokyo and there was nobody. Oh, man. And it just feels weird. Um, so uh, he says, yeah, I'm fine. I got to I gotta work early in the morning. Um, is it okay if Ichijo takes you home? And she says, yeah, that's fine. And he says, okay, I got to go. And he runs out, and right before he leaves, he gives us a thumbs up, and then he runs out. Yeah, and this whole time I'm thinking, is he just, because he got whooped, I mean, big yeah. time. Like, the guy jumped off the building and, like, stomped him. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, is he just pretending to be okay, or did he heal super fast? They're about to find out. And uh, to answer my question, uh, pretty much, pretty much as soon as um he runs out the door, you see Ichijo and the you know I feel like he's a coroner. Is that right? Yes, he is a coroner. Yeah, it just seems kind of weird. Oh, that's right, because that's his friend that he trusts yeah. that would look over him. Okay, I can't, I couldn't remember why he was the one that was checking out uh Godai a couple episodes ago. But yeah, it's because it's because Ichijo trusts him. But that guy, the coroner, mm-hmm. they're both running after Ichijo, and it's like, oh, did you see him? And he's like, hey, head out there. And it's like, I don't know how he's moving. Uh, I realize that he's, you know, his constitution is better than most, but that much damage, he should be out for a month. Yeah, even he you should know. be, he he should be out for like a month, and yeah, just, totally just taken out of the game. But and then it switches over to him, uh, hunched over a bike, you know, in some serious pain. So yeah. he was doing a decent job pretending to be yeah. okay despite being in serious pain. And uh, yeah, it switched back to to Ichijo apologizing basically to Sakurako for, um you know, putting him in the position that he is didn't really help out much. And basically admitting that they're kind of the same. Yeah, where, I mean, as we've seen, is uh, Ichijo will just keep going even if he's hurt. Yeah, which because he still is. Yeah. And never mind that his arm is still hurt from getting whooped by the Batman, or was it uh, the woman that did the damage to him? The, the woman did, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since that episode. Yeah, and so it still seems like uh, the episodes are one episode per day. Mm-hmm. Sort of. I mean, yeah, because it, it's it's always showing the time, and I'm sure if that if we we should probably start making efforts yeah. to write that down. I'm gonna next time I'm gonna start writing those uh, times down in the notes. That way, when we come to this realization again, I can go and prove it <laughs> factually. 
Um, but um, this whole time, basically, Sakuraku just kind of sits down and she doesn't really respond to anything. And then she's like, okay, it's time to go. And I, I'm getting the impression that she was feeling kind of bad about the situation. Uh, not She's just, conflicted. Yeah, it's like, it, I feel like a little bit of guilt, maybe. Like, could she have done something more despite not wanting him to do it? Like, did she take the right course of action, I guess? Yeah. Um, as far as she doesn't want to enable it. But now she's like, could I have helped it? I don't know. That was the impression I was getting from that scene mm-hmm. um, with the way that she wasn't responding to Ichijo very much. Um, and then it cuts to the aquarium. The uh, Oh, yeah, when the grungi comes back with the, the group and the, the big grungi. I don't know what he is. I can't remember what his uh, animal is. I think rhino. Rhino? Yeah, and I he's think. like doing like a handstand and walking. It's like they're just having a good time they're drinking just wine. Yeah. Um, and Grasshopper comes back, and he's acting all happy with himself. Yeah, he's totally looking like he's the, you know... He's the man. Yeah, he's the big dog, um, probably bragging about a score. This is all in some gibberish that I don't understand, Yeah, it's all, it's all in the grungy language. Yeah. Um, and then he grabs, uh, he grabs a, a glass of wine. Yeah, like straight out of somebody's hands. Yeah, and he drinks it, and he says... Good stuff. Yeah, I keep saying good stuff in, in Japanese. At, at first, because even when it's got subtitles at the bottom, it's just showing you the gibberish language. Uh-huh. Um, but this one actually popped up and said good stuff, and I was like, wait a minute, did that just say good stuff? Like, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it just said, he just said good stuff in Japanese. Yeah, and uh, because you see the subtitles when they're italicized, they're the grungy language, and when they're right. not italicized, they're just translating Japanese. So he's learning Japanese. Ooh. Uh, he is able to say one word, yeah. Kuga. Kuga. Yeah, I was just wondering when he even found somebody that said good stuff. It seems like you don't have much time for levity or joy when you're just picking people up. Well, I mean, they're, uh, they're, they've been around for a couple of days, at least. So <laughs> I guess that's true. Well, the part that I remember next after that was Sakuraku bumping into uh, Godai's sister. But I'm wondering if maybe there was the scene with... There's, there's a lot between that. Um there's like the autopsy discovery and uh, and the guy she uh sakurako is walking around and she goes to the cafe but she doesn't go into the cafe yeah it's like she's ashamed to to see godai that's right because um yeah she shows up she looks through the window well i mean she doesn't look through the window she looks at the yeah where he his room is and then Mm -hmm. just kind of turns around leaves yeah and then uh it goes inside and the cafe owner is coming down the stairs yeah and he because he'd put the phone down and he picks up the phone and he says godai's not waking up yeah he basically says it goes off this ridiculous list of all the things he's done i tried pushing him i tried blowing in his ear i tried yelling sir this is the last stop yeah pulling out his nose hair (laughs) like (laughs) it's this pretty funny list of everything that's stereotypically and then it cuts to the other side and it is uh ichijo's on the phone he's trying to talk to godai and (laughs) it's great because he says just okay just let him sleep. He had a tough day, whatever. And then he says, no, I can't talk about adventuring today. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to talk about adventures right now. <laughs> this is wacky, dude. I don't know. He probably got some sort of brain damage up there in the Alps at some point. Yeah. So uh, he. Uh, so then after that, he gets a phone call from the. The coroner. The coroner. Who's actually looking at a dead body like his job suggests. Yeah. So. He was calling to say that he had um, basically found something out through looking at the bodies. Yeah, and we don't hear what it is, but it... You it, can see his face is like, oh, like Ichijo's face is like, God, oh. Yeah. And then it goes to Sakurako arriving outside her uh, Godai's sister's apartment. Yeah, it's like they... I, I thought they just kind of bumped into each other, but it kind of makes sense if, if they... Uh, it is her apartment. She's taking out the trash. Okay, yeah. Which her apartment is right by the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Uh, I don't know how I'd like that. Well, in Japan, if it's near a station, that's prime. Right. The nearer it is to the station, the better it is. But if it's near a track, yeah. I don't know. Is that better? Uh, no, because some, sometimes it's not where near. So it might be really cheap. Because yeah, I say it seems like it would be cheap because of how loud it is. And well, I mean, there's weird things like uh, ground level floors are cheaper because hmm. there's, there's less privacy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, if you're looking for in a Japanese apartment, everything they tell you how close they are to a train station or the nearest bus station or anything like that. And anyway, so yeah, she's taking out the trash, and then Sakurako is just standing by her apartment because mm-hmm. we know that uh, Sakurako has been Godai's friend for a while, right? Uh, and then it goes to her job, which is a preschool. Yep. 
and Minori hears the story. I'm guessing she put, took out all the yeah the, the superpowered parts. The but um, this portion. is this is really where she's just says, well, you know, um, he wouldn't fight somebody if there wasn't other, if there if there was any other way. The, yeah, the, she, she basically trusts his judgment in the situation because if they if they could talk, they would talk. Yeah. So obviously they're they can't, and that's why they're fighting. Yeah. Um. And it leads it leads Sakurako to kind of admit that um, kind of what I was saying. She feels like maybe if she had done more, things could be avoided. Or yeah, so she says that she ran away from the situation. Right. So it seems like she's kind of resolving herself right now mm-hmm. to helping out. And um, I didn't catch quite what her uh, Godai sister said in response, but it was essentially something like, you know, just trust your gut feeling. Yeah. And then the kid comes in and says, "Is Godai coming back?" And I just realized this is this is. Kind of how Sakuroko re-realizes who Godai is. Mm-hmm. And he's a good guy, and he'll keep doing this, and if you don't help him, then yeah. his death is your fault. Right. Instead of the other way around, she she was feeling that if she was going to help him, she would end up with his death. Exactly. But now she feels that if she doesn't help him, it will, he, he would die. Yeah. Um, and then she gets her stuff. He's like, okay, ready to go. And then she leaves. And then it goes to the, the debriefing. Brief- yeah, the debriefing room. Or- where the police are debriefing. And this is where we find out the information, which doesn't seem really eye-opening to it's me. It's not really eye-opening. It, the, the big reveal from the uh, the coroner is that... <gasps> oh, now I remember what we forgot. Is that uh, Ichijo went back to the scene, oh. the scene of the crime uh-huh. and the scene of the fight, and that's where he noticed the smoke. Yeah, he noticed the smoke, and it's in a different spot. So, so there's two things about the scene. The first one is the the oh big you know big reveal from the the corner is that they weren't dropped; they were thrown. Yeah. So the guy he was jumping in the air and then throwing them on the ground. Which so. is yeah. So they all had pretty much the same impact because they weren't being dropped from the same height; they were just being thrown. Yeah, and I guess okay, it it's good from a shoring up your uh you know your thread sort of thing because the cops can't know that they're being dropped from however high they're all assuming they're jumping yeah so now this proves that they weren't jumping because no matter how high the buildings were it was all the same pretty much the same impact uh, on the ground yeah so they they all know now yeah what we we already what? knew from watching the show yeah <laughs> so again shows that the police is is actually an active uh player in this series which i you know i, I dig i've said that before yeah and then the other part is that Ichijo has filled, discovered about the smoke. Yes. Because mo- since he knew that, he knew which people had been killed by this grongi, and so then he was able to look at the wind patterns and discover where it was. And so what it is is they only he only kills people in this smoke, in like the way the wind is blowing, mm-hmm. so in this thing. So they are able to guess by how the wind is going to glow. They can know what area. Yeah, I was having trouble figuring out from that whether or not he killed people did he kill people the way the wind was blowing, or did he kill people away from where the wind was blowing? Like, did he kill them in the smoke or away from the I think the smoke? he killed them in the smoke. Okay, because I, I couldn't really understand. <laughs> Either way, they figured out where he's going to kill them. Yeah, they, they have a good idea of figuring out where he's going to show up. But it's funny is how how hard it is to actually know where the wind is blowing in real life. Right. It is so hard. It just changes on a whim. It's like, I mean, that's, I think, one of our sayings. It's like, well, so, so much can affect the wind. Yeah. Uh, man-made stuff can affect the wind, especially in a city like Tokyo. Yeah. If it's cold. Temperature. If it's cold, yeah, there'll be more. If it's cold or hot, the air conditioning or the heaters will affect the outside actual temperature, <laughs> which will affect the weather patterns, which affect the wind. The sun, mm. uh, heating up the water affects the wind. Um, so much. But anyways, uh, but just for whatever they can figure it out. That's yeah, what they've got it. They, you know, super. Um, and so they go. Okay, we know where and they're going out. And then the police, like the head of it, the head comes up and he says, "Good work. We're also issuing high powered rifles." Yeah, high powered rifles. This is a step up from the the high powered ammunition for the handguns. Yeah. Um, and it seems kind of funny for us as Americans because for like. High pie arrivals? Get that with my milk. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like <laughs> chewing on those shell casings for breakfast. It's just like when I, I've eaten. What's a low-powered rifle? Yeah. I don't understand. No, in my mind, I'm just like this. This is unique. This is harsh. I mean, come on, <laughs> I can get them no problem. Um, but in Japan, it's very hard to get firearms. Obviously, right, so right. Uh, firearms are a big deal. Um, cops have had the same 
handguns for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, little like revolvers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a whole thing. But anyways, I don't want to get into the whole reasons why and all that stuff. But it's just it's just funny to me, especially when I see the the high powered rifle, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that he gets. I'm just, what? It's like, come on, that's a little pea shooter. I don't know if I said it on the show, but when I was in Japan, one of the first things that uh, one of the first things that people asked was if I'd ever shot a gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, at first I'm, I say, that's kind of like a racist thing to think of. And yes, I have shot a gun. Of course I have. Of course I've <laughs> shot a gun. What do you mean? Um, do you think I am? <laughs> Not only am I American, I'm from, I'm from the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's something to kill year round. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so then it goes uh, to the cafe and Yusuke's awake. Yeah, he's kind of, uh, he seems like he's having trouble He's just trying to figure out what's going on. He's not the greatest thinker in the world. So he's got <laughs> two little sauce dispensers, and one, they magically have a red and a blue cap. Yeah, it just so happens that one's red cap, one's cap. I don't know if that's regular or not. But I can't remember. But anyways, they're little sauce dispensers, one soy sauce and one Swiss sauce. And he's trying to figure out how he changed and like what could have triggered the he, blue he uniform. He said, I changed into this one. But I could uh, when I was this one, I couldn't find get him. But when I change it this one, I can jump, but I can't hit him. And um, the uh, yeah, the owner, of the, cafe. the owner comes in. And he says, "Don't worry about it. This one's for a good for one purpose, and this is for another." Yeah, purpose. the Worcestershire is good for curry, curry and whatever. And the soy, soy sauce is good for for other things. And basically, he gives this sort of wisdom that's like, uh, what does he say? Quote something like, "It's there when you need it." Uh, different ones for different. Um, yeah, basically, he's basically saying that, hey, this is just, this is useful for this, and this is useful for that. It's different ones for different scenarios. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he tries to give a thumbs up, but he doesn't realize what a thumbs He, like, puts out his pinky finger for, and like, a he, pinky swear, and then he's he like, oh, no, that's oh, not no. right, and gives a thumbs up. I swear he's had brain damage. Uh, and so then it goes to the university, and Sakurako comes in, and she's getting to translating, yeah, which is mostly trans- just typing on the keyboard and she's got the like the news playing in the background that'll come yeah. up you know that'll become relevant in a bit but uh one thing i like about the her working scene is there's just like some smooth contemporary like adult contemporary playing in the background like <laughs> i don't know if that's her theme or just the it was playing when she left i think it's probably jean yeah and she just didn't change it yeah it's just um, kind of chill music uh, so then it cuts to uh because at this point um i think uh Ichijo has yeah, gotten an, uh, a notice. He gets a notice about them them finding something. Yeah, and then he heads over. He's heading over there. He's talking on the radio about where they they are and all that stuff. Yeah, and then he it shows that uh, Godai is sweeping up outside the cafe. Yeah, and then he hears on uh, the tri chaser radio, which is tapped into the yeah. cops thing that the unknown's back. Yes, yeah, so he's like, sorry, boss, I'll have to clean up later. He throws Unknown the broom. Form, yeah. Unidentified life form. Number six. Number six is back. So he says, I'm sorry, I'll clean up later. Throws it down, goes off. And then... So now you know that both Ichijo and Godai are going towards the scene and it gets back to Sakurako, who is... Uh, doing searches. Yeah, she's doing like a bunch of... Um, she's trying know, for blue, it doesn't show up, sky, not showing up, a couple other things. And then, it's, then she comes out with uh, water. Yeah. Basically just coming up with things that are blue. Yeah. Uh... And it comes up with a uh, a search, and she finds some information, and she tries to phone uh, Ichijo with her it, discovery. Yeah, because she always phones Ichijo to find out where Yusuke is. Um, and then it cuts to Ichijo is just in the fight with uh, the grasshopper. Yeah, yeah, it's him and another guy, and they're shooting at him. And uh, well, the grasshopper's killing cops. Yeah. Oh man, is he killing cops? <laughs> yeah. Just doing pretty much like episode. They one. might as well be wearing red shirts, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, these guys are the ones that have the the good ammunition too. Yeah. And they're they're shooting them at point blank, and it's just like it doesn't even bounce off. It's just not there. It's like you might as well not even fire it around. Yeah. And he's just like crushing faces, chucking on the ground. He's getting ready to kill people, and so Ichijo comes out with this high powered rifle, supposedly. Um, which looks like a standard, standard yeah, hunting, hunting rifle, rifle maybe 30-06. I don't know. I mean, that's a good round, too. It's just that this can't even be that because... When we think hunt, we think high-powered rifles, we think, like, uh, 
uh, at least an AR. Something. We think assault rifle. Yeah, assault rifle or... This is a pump. This is a lever action rifle. Well, I thought it was bolt. Bolt action. It is a bolt action yeah. rifle. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some huge power, you know, huge rounds with but, bolt action rifle. But we're, we're conditioned to think assault rifle when you think of big rifle. Yeah, or something like, something you only get if you're part of SWAT is what I was thinking was going to come yeah. out. And then it looked like something the average hunter could get yeah. before they go kill a deer. But uh, yeah, so that didn't work either. And he basically gets thrown into the car and his bad shoulder he, he's gripping it yeah because you know this is like i said it's only been like three days or whatever yeah and he shatters the window with it again <laughs> and he gets thrown, thrown down ground. and then the grasshopper goes to the other side starts flipping the car over on yeah him. he's gonna roll the car over on him at which point um sakurako hears by the way over the uh because like i said she's kind of listening to the news the radio the, the radio is telling him where not to go yeah it's not, she's listening to news she's like listening to a radio station it's like we're interrupt this program yeah. to tell you that because it was blah, like blah. an interview with a pop star or something beforehand. Yeah, and so that's when she's like, "Okay, I got I just got to go." Because she's not. She knows she's not going to be able to get a hold of Ichijo or Godai in this situation, and just bolts out the door. And uh, and then it shows the computer screen shows that her search function came out, which is the Warrior of Water uses a long tool to fight. Yeah. At which point I'm like, oh, it was a weapon form. Yeah. Like, I mean, before <laughs> I thought maybe it would be kicking. Yeah. But that was just way too basic. Well, yeah, because red kicks too. Yeah. I sure. mean, he finishes off with a kick. That's but why I, I didn't thinking, want to. <laughs> well, I was thinking it was like an energy kick of some kind. No, like the, that's what that's what the red form does. He finishes yeah. him off with the, the the red rider kick. True, true. So it's uh it's melee and then pull form, uh, which is two forms we see in double. Yeah. Joker and metal. Yep. Um. So it goes back, and this is this is part of the thing where it's it for most of the rest of the episode is kind of action fighting. Yeah, there's a lot of combat so going it's, on. It's really it's good, but it's oh, hard yeah. to link talk narrate. About. It's like okay, what happened? Well, there's a punch and then a kick and then yeah. they dodge so, some stuff. More dead cops. And okay, don't get me wrong. There was it was a lot of jumping around. At this point, um, clearly Godai has no idea how he's actually going to defeat the opponent, but he's using everything he has in his arsenal as far as maneuvering. Um, there's a lot of jumping around and stuff. Well, Godai comes up and hits him with a, his motorcycle. Yes. He, the, the guy's about ready to kill another cop, and he comes up to hit him with the motorcycle, and Grasshopper stops him, and uh, Godai throws him off, and then Godai transforms, and when he transforms, he's straight blue. Yes. Which, actually, at this point, red would have been better. But he's straight blue, because right, that's what he's thinking. Because the guy who's fighting him, yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, what? It just went straight to here? So he, you know, it proves again that he doesn't really... He doesn't have to go red and then other forms. Yeah, so. and that he doesn't really have control over... Well, I think he went to red, blue because he wanted... He was thinking about blue. Well, that's my point, is that he doesn't yet understand exactly how yeah. to... Uh, like on command, go to where he wants. Yeah. It's like he's thinking blue, so he gets blue, but he might have wanted red, even though he was thinking about blue, right? Yeah. So, like, it shows that he's not, you know, full fledged warrior yet. Like, he doesn't have total mastery of yeah. <laughs> all his forms, clearly. So, there's, uh, they're fighting back and forth, going up on roofs, and he's not doing too well. He's getting whooped. Yeah. And then it goes to, uh, Sakurako. She comes down, she gets into a moped. Yep. And is going, and then she gets to, um, a roadblock. Yeah, she totally she totally runs a police blockade. Yeah, it's saying I'm with sorry. A moped, it's an emergency. I gotta go. <laughs> which I think is kind of funny because yeah. you know, <laughs> it's a moped. It's not like it's a yeah. <laughs> four wheel drive truck or something. And then we find out that Ichijo wasn't crushed by the car. He had gotten into the creek. Yeah. And is able to get up and then he goes. Yeah, I think he got into that window that broke, maybe. No, he got into uh where the front windshield meets the hood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that area there. Right, yeah. Because so. it's a boxy 90s car. Right. Um, And so then he goes to where the fight is. Um, He's heading there. And then we see that Sakurako has found where the, the fighting is. Yeah, she sees him up in the distance. And totally it, they're they're fighting on like a race platform, like on a... Uh, like a walkway. A walkway goes between buildings. And she crashes her moped rather than stop it. Yeah. And then yells up to Godai that the warrior of water uses a pole. Yeah. Defeats his enemies with long weapons. Oh, defeats his enemies with long weapons. And then Godai kind of understands. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know. I think he just grabbed like the railing. Like he ripped he, the railing he off. He kicked the railing off. And then it transforms into, into this uh, glorified curtain rod. Yeah. I mean, okay. No, it, it transforms into this kind of a cool blue, blue. and steel, maybe. Mm. I can't remember. It was a gold. I think it was steel. It's, it's silverish or whatever. Yeah. And then it uh, kind of extends. So it's longer than this initial. So this is something about uh, Kuga that is actually kind of interesting is that he takes 
uh, things that are around him, and if they're in that generalized shape, he's able to transform them into his weapons. Oh, okay. So you can take like a mop handle and boop there. It is. Yeah. Okay. So just as long as it's the generic shape, he's able to change it into his weapon. That's pretty sweet. So instead of it like appearing or whatever out of thin air, he's able to change it. Yeah. And so now uh, the fight totally changes. It's yes. like this guy is getting his ass beat by a staff, and he can't run away because it's already shown that his Azure Dragon form is able to follow him just as quick and uh and so maneuverable what is funny is that uh godai kills him with a poke to the the shoulder yeah it's just like wham and i wasn't expecting him this character to die off so fast considering uh how how invulnerable he's been shown yeah um and then with the character development i feel like well it goes to show that he would have died very easily if he hadn't been jumping away Right. So that's the reason why he had so much development is because he just jumped away so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like, it came out of a surprise to me because it seemed like. Uh, yeah. You kind of seem like, oh, he's going to realize he's not going to win. He's going to go away. He's going to come back later. But no. yeah, especially I, after with, uh, with how much he was seemed like he was gloating or boasting to the it rest. It also of might them. have something to do with the fact that he's a grasshopper and a grasshopper is like a staple of common Rider kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. I got that imagery from it. You know? Yeah. Uh, because that's what. Uh, Ichigo is based off of a, mm-hmm. a common rider, uh, a grasshopper, and then zero one base form is uh, a grasshopper. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, but the guy blows up, <laughs> blows <laughs> up pretty good. And like you uh, see part of his hand go flying off. Yeah, uh, uh, Godai depowers. Yeah, because it, it, okay, it was very interesting. He hits him in the shoulder, yeah, and then it was like some energy goes to his belt. Not not Kuga's belt, the the Grungi's. Oh belt. yeah, it breaks the belt. They've shown that before, that and it's that's, like sh- that's how it, like. That's how you know that they've been totally beaten. Yeah. It's the belt breaks. And I don't remember if there's one that it doesn't, and that's why we find out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, this kind of gives them something I was talking about with uh, um, uh, the Shocker Goons, is the belt is like a big deal. Yeah, the belt. It's like a big showing. Um, belts have always been a big deal in Common Rider, and they always... Yeah, likely will always. Yeah, <laughs> like, like would be always. Even though Drive had a wrist bracer for part of his. He had a belt, but he also had a wrist bracer that communicated with each other. Okay. So it was actually kind of cool because then you put the, the, the car, it was a shift car. You'd put the car in the bracer, activate it, and the belt, it would send a signal to the belt to know which car you'd put in. Mm. <laughs> uh, but so then uh, Godai depowers and Sakuraku comes over and he says, thank you. And she, he sa- she says, how are you? Are you okay? Because at one point, uh, Grasshopper had got right near her, and Goda mm-hmm. had to step in, and so he asks, "Are you okay?" And she says, "I'm starving." Yeah, like, which is seems like a Goda thing to say, which is like yeah, pretty much kind saying, of flipping it on it, kind of saying that we're now I'm part of the team. Right. It was so, basically her thumbs up in that situation. Yeah. And this is like the only episode I remember that didn't end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. At least in recent memory. Yeah. I mean, they they sometimes they don't. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of weird saying recent memory when it's only episode six and yeah. it's only been like two months, three months since we started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your uh, suck? Do you have a bad? My suck. Okay, so here's my issue with it: is that for I want to say two or three episodes, we had this sort of regular weapons doesn't work, so we switched to high powered pistol ammunition, which seems to work a little bit, right? It does a little bit of damage to, uh, I think, Cheetah's eye, right? Yeah. Um, and it shows to at least kind of almost penetrate the armor of the regular person and so then we get to this sort of okay and now we're going to use high power rifles and it was like what was the point of that what was the whole point of getting to the high thing and then switch to a rifle and it they never actually even... hit him okay see i was wondering about that because he fired once but he actually fired twice before he used the bolt action one time which yeah. was i was going to point out that little uh oh, mess yeah. up it's a special it's they're high powered yeah <laughs> they shoot two two rounds per uh, bolt. he jumped out of the way so it never hit him so i'm we're not sure if it actually hurts them okay because i thought he took them and then he jumped over and he looked like them. he was taking them but then he jumped away okay jumped all right over. that that makes me feel a little bit better about it because i was like what the heck why did you even waste yeah your but time they did that? build it up and then it didn't do anything yeah it didn't even slow him down it didn't even show it being useless yeah it was just a it was just like a scene that was an unnecessary because at least before it was like this sort of oh no we're switching to high powered rounds and it might hurt kuga yeah right and this one was just like okay we're switching to rifles and then meh yeah um so i did have a second it was something we talked about that it was kind of an almost anticlimactic end to grasshopper i mean i'm fine with him blowing up right sure but there was no finishing move 
yeah, it was just. It's kind of like he just, just got hit jab. during one of the hits, and then all of a sudden, that was the finishing move. It's like pull, you know. I'm all about the huge finishing moves. Mm-hmm. Like at least do a flourish and then strike him, and that yeah. way you feel a little bit better about it. Charge up a little bit. Like I, I like when he powers up and like they show some light at his feet, and then he kicks him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was no. It's kind of. It was just that lame finishing. Move. It was a bad showing for the the weapon's first episode at yeah. least. He should have like spun up a bunch. Like yeah, it, bam. yeah, spin, spin, spin. But no, because uh, I mean, yeah, seriously, especially with where it struck him, like it didn't even strike him over the heart or anything. It yeah, was or like, in the belt or something like that. It was like just the the right shoulder, not even like near the neck, not near the yeah. the chest. It was seriously like at worst, an injury like this is gonna break your your shoulder. That's it. Yeah. So that that would be my suck was just. It wasn't a very good showing for the final move. The, the, mm-hmm. the move. I agree. Because that was going to be, that was what I was de- debating saying for mine. But then I was like, no, I want to talk about these rifles because it yeah. seems like something that nobody else is going to bring up. Um, and so for Segoy? Um, you know, okay. So uh, what I liked about it, um, this episode was the way that they built up the drama. It wasn't kind of, it, it, I never felt like anything was thrown in my face. I kept wondering, okay, it could be this, it could be that. You know, like maybe he's hurt or maybe he actually recovered fully, you know, or um, is Sakurako, uh, is she feeling ashamed or is she feeling uh, uh, like guilty or is she just worried, you know? Like could it be that she feels about her part of it or just the overall situation? You know, I didn't really feel forced. I just thought the drama was done tastefully, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. And it definitely wasn't... Um, wasn't soap opery in at any point, you know. It wasn't like, <gasps> or you know, some sort of weird yeah. stuff that we would do here in America with this. One of them's lying to the other one. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's not like the <laughs> the average show that's on television. Just that it didn't feel sappy. I suppose there's some stuff in Five's that really bothers me. But <laughs> yeah. So so to in short, I like that. Um, it showed that they do have a good relationship that has spanned many years that's yeah. what the feeling is that they're yeah i really liked the uh yeah the the whole middle part of the show without the fighting could have been part of almost any other drama yeah um and i think that comes to i think we talked about it how they had to almost reprove that common writer was a good formula yeah because it had been off the air for like 10 years exactly uh super sentai had been around and this is much different than the sentai of the time what was the sentai yeah, because I know Zero One is airing at the same time as a, a dinosaur Sentai, right? I uh, know d- that descended. Oh, okay. That the one that's airing right now is a car one. Oh, yeah, because wait, you said it was like kind of uh, they sta- tiered they like sta- halfway through. It used to not through. be, but they stagger them now. Yeah. After uh, this one aired alongside Time Ranger, okay, which is a very interesting show because Time Ranger is the leader is the Pink Ranger. Okay. And they all come back from the future, and they use the Red Ranger happens to be genetically identical to the the Red Ranger who just died into the in the future, and so they have him. So the Red Ranger is the only one who's from the present. They're all from the future. Okay. Um. So it's a very more it's more of a uh, drama a dramery dramatic dramatic that's the word dramatic <laughs> uh, uh, Sentai for the time. Okay. So, but they also had to prove that. Kuga can still be used as a show because it doesn't have as many toys to sell. Right. So they they were trying to, I think they're trying to prove it through the drama. Yeah, so that at the very least the show's good. To show that th- there's a reason why they have this show and just not another Super Sentai show. Right. Um, they had to stack up. Yeah, so they're doing it in this drama-y way. So I liked it. Um, now I have to determine, does this change your stance on Kuga? What was your Sugoi? My segue was the drama. Okay, so we agree that yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because I mean, it's kind of hard to to point pinpoint anything else being better than just that middle part of the the episode. As far yeah. as I don't know, it was just really good. Yeah, I mean, the fights were okay. Yeah. Know? So where where do I have Kuga on the list right now? He is uh, five out of six. Five out of six. You know, I feel like this episode definitely was a better episode for him. Um, but who am I knocking down? Vulcan. Vulcan is above him, and then Zero One's above that, and then Double and Ichigo was number one. Hmm. See, I gotta ask. Okay, so obviously I'm gonna bump him over Vulcan, but do I want to bump him over Zero One? Zero One. What did we just have? He changed forms recently. Well, Zero One, we found out the whole thing about how yeah, we, the we, misrepre- we misrepresented him because we missed a line. Yeah, <laughs> I I <laughs> just I guess took it. Yeah, in a totally wrong way. 
Um, you know, I'll put him at number four for now. Okay. We're going to put him at four. I feel like he might actually stay cozy there for a minute. Um, unless this is a big Vulcan episode coming up. Yeah. Which it could happen. There's so much goes on in a zero one episode. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for next is double. Yeah. Okay. So what, what is our next episode of Kuga? Our next episode of Kuga is titled Grief. Grief. Okay. As in like despair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have no idea. <laughs> it actually brings back a character. No. Yeah. Oh. Well, don't tell me. Okay. Um. And so yeah, that that'll be the next episode of this. Oh, and that's th- got me got me thinking of all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yep. And then, so the next episode of Double, because you saw it, so uh, uh, is the next episode. Our next episode is Common Rider Double, episode six. The girl A, the price. Of lying. The price of lying, yeah. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. It's the first time that we've seen a, a twin, uh, or a two at one, right? Two on one fight for double. Two on one? Oh, yeah. No, no, because he finished that guy at the end of the episode. Yeah, but I mean, the first time that it's been like a back to back sort of, um, uh, like it wasn't, like the one, the only one I can think of, the fights for double was always there's just the one guy, and once the one guy was done, oh, no, you're right. We went from magma to, uh, to T-Rex. Yeah, to T-Rex. So there we go. That's yeah. happened. So yeah. it's the second time then. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about Kuga? You know, I the uh, when we first started the series, I liked the drama, and then I felt like it kind of tapered off, and then I was like, oh, I don't know what I liked about this show as much as some of the other shows. I'm starting to understand why people like Double more than Kuga and stuff like that, but now it's kind of bringing it back what I liked originally about Kuga. So I'm happy to see that, that what I re- originally liked about it doesn't just go away yeah. it's just gonna have its you know ups and downs until the the one of the things is just prepare for it that kuga does have kind of a lull in the middle you know that's uh, mentally after the the middle couple episodes i'm starting to see how that sort of thing can happen and yeah. so i've already kind of mentally prepared i mean for that's a common drama thing right yeah which is the reason why most dramas are only like 12 or 13 yeah, episodes there's only so much you can do with the plot to keep it interesting this is gonna be like 40 something episodes so yeah. it's like the characters yeah. are kind of like and you can't just have um, like relationship swaps. It's not like it's a love yeah. uh, drama where now this person's with this person and this person's torn up about it. That's not going to happen. At least I hope not. That would be really weird. <laughs> it's like totally take away from the show. Yeah. So that will be our next episode. Alrighty. Thanks for once again sticking with us all the way to the end of the episode, guys. If you want additional information, you can find it on our website, fanboyopinion.com. Or if you want to email us some of your questions or comments, you can do that at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. If you want to share your opinion on the episode, we'd love to hear it on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. Please don't forget to rate and review the show. Either way, I had a blast. My name's Eugene. My name's Eric. And we'll see you all next time.